Hello and welcome back to the Specky and Paul Top Detailing Podcast. We are the Morecambe and Wise of the UK detailing community. I am Specky McSporran, joined as usual by my good friend Paul Dolden. Hello, live from Mersey Museum, where I've oh yeah, this week I've joined the um, the photography class, but sadly it's <laughs> the uh, the nude week, uh, which has just remind me that chap's quite a big chap, and it's reminded me to get some courgettes <laughs> from the local farm shop. <laughs> I'm struggling to keep a straight face. I'm going to have to go be honest. I'm going to have to put a screen up or something. Anyway, I'll, You're I'll, blushing. You're blushing. I'll try and maintain the most decorum as I can. <laughs> what a whopper. Oh, dear God. Oh, I, I like that. That's a good one. Uh, this is episode eight, where we're going to be having a chat with the guys from the Speed 6 podcast. If Woo-hoo! you guys haven't already heard this we've we've had it in the works for a wee while we have wanted to have a collaboration with them so this is actually going to be a two-part podcast where you're going to have half of the conversation that we have on one of the podcasts and the other half is on the other one and it gives you guys an opportunity to share in the community's views because our views are very different to theirs sometimes but also sometimes our views match and it's good to get a bit of this discourse between the different sides of the community because everyone has their own opinion and it'll be really interesting having a chat with them to see if if we see eye to eye on things like this. So that's all coming up later after we've got our news out of the way. Uh, Paul, do you want to kick us off? Uh, Yes, the latest news, of course, is I'm back on YouTube. Finally, after a month-long wait... Uh, or, Peace and quiet. Well, yeah. Um, satisfaction. <laughs> no, for me. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, how do you do this? And already you've been. <laughs> We're not going to lie. Already you were bombarded with a WhatsApp video message saying, uh, "Where have all my volume controls gone from, left, <laughs> from the left hand side of the screen?" You didn't know, which is brilliant. I, no, I, f- I couldn't actually replicate your problem. No, so I, I figured it out all, all, by, all by my own, as I say, and uh, we're back. Yeah, we're back on YouTube, and I'm loving it again um and i needed that break obviously once you watch the video you will find out what i've been up to so i'll leave it at that but chemical wise um i managed to get hold of these sam's detailing tire and wheel cleanup now i am mm-hmm. pretty impressed by this stuff um the only thing i will say is i don't think it's going to be value for money it's not exactly bang for buck that's the only thing nope. i will say and i didn't really mention it too much in the video because i like to do my videos and just literally show what i actually think of the product but it worked really well mate it really did work well i wanted to talk to you about this because we haven't actually had a chance to talk about the products you used and we you and i both had that sent to us i haven't had a chance to try it yet so i wanted to get your uh, opinions on it i did think about the whole foaming action being that it's foaming and it's a non-dilutable product you are it's a ready to use product it is ready to use yes it, that's the drawback to problem products like that is that you know you're going to rip through them much quicker than you would if you were to buy a five liters of a concentrated product. The same, or yeah, like the that. same as APCs that are made up. I mean, they're not the most popular. Um, I mean, I buy bulk APCs, all-purpose cleaners, the same as you do in bulk citrus yeah. products. But it is an unusual product to use. Um, and then of course I didn't find out about the trigger head because all I did was pick the bottle up, turn it around, read the label, and thought, yep, that's fine. I can cope with this. This isn't rocket science. And then you said, you do realise that trigger head's different, don't you? And I was like, ah, yeah, uh, no, I didn't. Watch yeah. the video well, that's it. and you'll find out. 
Yeah, definitely. It's. I mean, it shows up the product. It, it clearly worked well. Kind of spoiler there. It clearly did work well. Thanks for that. But that <laughs> <laughs> no, but people will get to see what it actually looks like, you know, and, and what your actual opinions on it were. Uh, but I, I do have that slight issue with ready-to-use products. Uh, I, th- I think once you've done it once. But that being said, though, I, I was using a product yesterday, uh, which is ready-to-use. That was Stjarna Gloss Forced. Ooh. Which is still a really good product. I mean, I know it's it's ready to use, which means it's not the best value for money product, but it is very effective. So I I am I I do see where some of these products uh, lie. You know, I, I see their uh, benefits. Uh, if you're not the kind of person to want to dilute your product, yeah, you mean, know, maybe it's too much hassle for, for you. For the driveway detail, a hobbyist, weekend warrior, a reach to product sometimes is it pays dividends for time, time scale. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to start mixing stuff with jugs and funnels, I mean, like I measure my stuff out every week. Uh, my wife's got a, her own cleaning company and I have to mix up all her stuff as well. Um, but where do you stop? Like, do you go and buy uh, five liters of shampoo, which is already diluted, so you just dump the five liters into a bucket? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that is one thing. Do you know, it's funny you should say that, um, Mr. Specky, because um, we're getting serious now. It's called you Mr. Specky. Oh, uh, I didn't call you the real name. I know when it gets, I know when it gets really serious because you call me Craig, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, I don't think everyone has ever known your name, have they? You've just let the cat out of the bag. We were going to no, le- no, no, we no, no, no. leave that till Christmas time. We give them a special treat. <laughs> anyway, because most people thought your name was Daphne or something or Mary. <laughs> That's it. C- yeah, cross Giselle. Yeah, cross dressing, cross dressing <laughs> Scotsman. <laughs> hey, I was just because I was wearing a kilt the other day. Give me a break. Can, can I just say, if I ever have the chance to wear a kilt, I will look like the dodgy bloke from D Wing. The cross-dressing, <laughs> cross-dressing pervert from D-Wing. Stay away from that bloke. Proper weird. Anyway, we're getting off track. Um, yes. Now I can't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what are we talking about? We were talking about ready-to-use products, and then uh, I went on to oh, ready-to-use products. <laughs> Shampoos. Shampoo pre-diluted. Yes, shampoos. There you that go. That is one thing I've only bought once in bulk and that was Envy Car Care, and I bought it years ago, and it took me nearly three years to use five litres of shampoo, Shampoo, believe it or not. Shampoo. Shampoo. Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what? I've only just had three sips of beer. This is what happens when you get in about half six in the morning and have sod all sleep. <laughs> all right, okay. So, yeah, that, that's a weird one. Um, no one's ever done, uh, like, I know there's some really ridiculously concentrated QDs out there, uh, not QDs, uh, shampoos out there. Yes, there is. Some really yes. bonkers ones. I, I don't find that the ones which are super concentrated, I don't find them to be the best shampoos. I find them, it's interesting, like the really non like the ones that need very little dilution versus the ones that need massive. I think when you get to the extremes of each scale, you don't ever get a really fully great all-round shampoo i think you get one which is passable it's only when you get to one that's kind of middle of the road where you expect to put in 50 to 100 mil in a bucket that you know you actually get something pretty solid it's uh, strange that's just my experiences from what i've used over the years the the big surprise as well is um in the latest video plugging my videos obviously um (coughs) cough (laughs) cough cough, uh (laughs) is poor boys poor boys making an appearance on my channel now poor boys have been around for years poor Mm -hmm. poor boys black hole um, and then, do you know what? I'm not familiar with the entire range, but I remember the glazes. They always stand out. And then 
Um, it was always poor boys and Natty's pace wax when it and the, yep. those combos. Well, uh, diamond cut detailing, uh, Lewis, bless him, sent me down a bunch of different chemicals. There is some more st stuff coming from uh, diamond cut detailing on the channel. And poor boys, I've been using this for a, a couple of months and it smells fantastic. It's really underrated. Uh, but what I found was when you put it in a lance, the MJJC lance, you'll probably see this from the clip. Um, initially, it's pretty foamy, as you'd expect. Putting car, sh car shampoo in a lance basically supercharges it, and it's brilliant for warm weather. Top tip for you, because it, re it reinvigorates the panel. It keeps the moisture on the panel for longer. It's much, much better. Anyway, yeah. I was using it, and, no, all, I... and all of a sudden it died, and there was no foam yeah. whatsoever. And I thought, that's a bit strange. I saw that. That it, was it, weird. It's because it's so gloopy, because it's thick. It's not like snow foam. Snow foam is... Uh, uh, it's much thinner, isn't it? The viscosity. Mm. You try saying that after a few shows on <laughs> you, Friday night. It's like you trying to say SGCB in one go. Oh. Hey, I was proud of you the other day. I was proud of you with that video. You managed it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's quite easy. I've got a six foot f um, two blonde bird which walks around topless with a, um, a name plaque with all the, the notes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you just had that walking around with you all, all day long? So some young girl just sort of handing you notes going, <coughs> you spelt that wrong. Well, you said that I, I, No, it would actually be a bad idea because you just wouldn't be able to concentrate. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. You just wouldn't. Sorry, I just, um, I just, no, I just I, went off there. I just went for a little, I noticed, little, little, yeah, little, 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 little bit of a dream there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I, I the Poor Boy's Super Slick and Suds shampoo that you used, I think that was the very first uh, sort of detailer-based or sort of enthusiast related shampoo that i ever used oh really uh, at least yeah oh, that's interesting because before that you know starting out i think i did what everyone else does and you went with you know the kind of triple wax stuff the kind of things you find in halfords and stuff like that yeah yeah Red uh, readily know. available stuff off, yeah off the shelf. exactly off the shelf it's cheap and it's it's off shelf it's easy to find and uh yeah i got into car care and i thought what's what's a shampoo to get and we've got a local motor factor uh, in the town i live in and they have a bunch of poor boys stuff um which is really good so i bought a bottle of super slick and suds to give it a try i also had their black hole glaze as you mentioned i also tried their acidic wheel cleaner uh it's literally a spray and rinse wheel cleaner uh top tip if your wheels are minging great but don't keep using it over and over again. Acid-based wheel cleaners can be really bad for your wheels too. So it's it's good for a kind of one-off every now and then. And it was a very effective product. So I liked their products, but Super Slick and Suds was a really good starter. So I, I totally agree. It's really worthwhile getting into something like that brand. But as you said in the video as well, you really don't see them quite often quite so often on social media no, and so on and, and, and this is the sad thing there is some real hidden gems and hidden gems from some the past which we used to use yeah. and we we've sort of pushed them to the back of the shelf they've gone into the back of the prat cave you know and you think that's never going to be seen again and i think it might be an idea for a video is to get some old products back out and and just get people's memories going again and say look do you remember this do you remember this and it's like yeah. oh yeah i used to use that you know I mean, I used to use, uh, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, uh, unusual. Uh, it used to be Finish Care or Finny Care, which was the, the brand that did the uh, FK1000P. Now, they did some incredible products, some sealants and all different bits and pieces. And I've used a few of their combos because it used to be like the detailing world. Somebody would come up with some crazy combo on there. Yeah. Um, but obviously, since Instagram. 
Bookface and YouTube, it's um, it's all on video and nobody reads forums anymore, do they? Uh, you know, it's kind of a dying thing, isn't it? Um, you know, when you've got social media, it seems well, to be and of course, more immediate and more open. And of course, the best platform ever, apart from YouTube, podcasts. Come on, let's hear it for let's hear it for, <laughs> let's hear it for podcasts. We are. You know what? Podcasts have seen a bit of a, a real jump lately. Well, of course you know, I have. You know, come well, yeah. on. Well, because of us, yes, of Hello. course, it's it's Hello. all of us. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I think it. I think it's interesting that you know people sometimes don't have the time to no. be able to to sit and, and ex- get themselves absorbed in that content. You don't because to watch a video, you got to put aside time to watch that video. Yes, you have. You've got to have time to, uh, to get your headphones on because you know the other half's watching some crud on TV and that's right. You know, and it. it We've got this from the feedback we get from detailers and hobbyists via Instagram, via the DM service, direct messages, is the fact that people, exactly what you just said, do not have the time to invest in watching videos. Now, sometimes it's not possible to say, hang on a minute, uh, you know, I will be machine polishing your car, but I'm just going to watch a couple of Specky's videos or Paul's. But yeah. get your Bluetooth on and with your phone, whack your old ear- earbuds in, and we're there in your ears, poor son. Well, my favourite, yeah. <laughs> what was it? It reminds me of um, what was it? The Peter Kay thing where it was sponsored by Chorley FM coming in your ears. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, but um, no, that it's it's exactly that. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm driving because obviously if I'm driving, I can't be watching a YouTube video. You know, uh, radio it sucks. Uh, I'm sorry, it just really does. Oh, There's damn. nothing that it's, caters for me anymore. It's... Radio one, I'm too old for it. And uh, Radio 2, I'm too young for it. So there's nothing in between for me. So I hate the radio. And that's when I whack on a podcast, whether it's um, the Speed 6 guys or anything else I want to listen to. I've been listening to really interesting things that I'm interested in. I found some really interesting historical ones, which I think are great. So it's a really good idea to give you, you know, some entertainment that really is what you're looking for yourself, rather than just hoping to switch on the radio and find one out of every 27,000 songs is one that you actually like. So, yeah, it's definitely the way it's going. Or in our case, um, or in our, case our local radio is just double glazing. <laughs> and yes. horrendous adverts for garden centres and, mo- oh, and mobility yeah. centres, you know, or funeral services, well, to be honest with you. Because oh obviously where I live is the... That land that young people forgot, or the <laughs> ne- <laughs> the nearly dead island, as I like to call it, um, because they, if you go if you go to the local co-op or the local Tesco's, they have the, tr- the traditional you know car park bays normal, uh, and then you get to the front and there's disabled, and then there's parent and child, and then there's several there which is not actually well known. There is basically where the mobility um, scooters park. Um, it's called the path. Um, <laughs> I don't think the people that, that ride these things or drive or fly even, because they're quite powerful, um, realise that they're parking on the pavement. Or yeah. what I've found is the best one is to just pull up literally in front of the doors. <laughs> and, then, and, and then you have to sort I've of... I've seen that. You have to get the handlebar in the nuts routine as you're working your way around the, the front of it. And then they just look at you and go... <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not that they they don't think about you. It's just that they don't care. That's all there is to it. They just don't care, right. uh, which is so true. All right. So we've talked about your video. Uh, I popped out uh, a couple of videos here. Some, well, one on YouTube and a couple on Instagram for different reasons. Now I am ve- the- can I am very very interested in the ones you've done on Instagram. They are ep- they are <laughs> epic. They were, um, well, one of them was a good laugh. It was something different. I'll get to that in a minute. I want to talk about the YouTube one that was recently trying out the Ed Turner's products, the concentrated quick detailer, mm. which I am incredibly impressed with because from all of my research that I can find, I can only see one other product on the market that does that. Uh, and it's called, it's by CarPro. And it's called CarPro's ECH2O. Some people call it Echo. Um, and it's exactly that. It's a concentrated quick detailer. So you can dilute it down to that. You can also make it a waterless wash. You can even turn it into a little bit like ONR where it becomes a rinseless wash. Um, it can also be a clay lube. So I think it's kind of their alternative to ONR. It doesn't do quite the same dilution ratio, things like that. It's also more expensive. So the Ed Turner's one, is a really impressive budget alternative to uh, CarPro Echo. Really, really good. Uh, it's normally a tenner with free delivery if you're in the UK mainland, which is already a phenomenal uh, value for money. Uh, but I've got a discount code for the first 100 people who use it, so uh, make sure you go and head over to that video if it's something you're interested in. Check that out. Use that code if it's your kind of thing. So that was really good. Their Ceramic QD was also a really good product. A litre for a tenner is also phenomenal. I mean, you know, you're, you're probably going to pay a tenner for 500 mil of a half-decent QD a, anyway, aren't you? It's a lot of bang for your buck there, isn't it? So that's a it lot, really is. Really good. So, and, of course, money talks these days. Absolutely. You know, and I am, you know, speaking from experience, because you and I are probably, the, well, probably more you um, are tighter than a, a bench vice. Um, <laughs> never mind. I, I, I just don't know. Well, no, actually, I know one other person that's tighter than you, and that's my father. Oh really? Well, there yes. you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jesus, my God. Uh, yes, but it, bang of your buck is where it's at. You know, yeah, it, definitely. It, it does attract the punters. Well, I mentioned to uh, Jay at uh, Ed Turner's that the the whole free delivery thing that in itself can be enough to send customers your way. I've been to websites before where the product is a good price, but then there's two ninety nine, three ninety nine for postage. And I'll say, oh, no, 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 no. And I'll go to eBay and I'll buy it for two quid more just because it's got free delivery. <laughs> it's I, that perception, isn't it? I have to say, I've never done that <coughs> at all. <laughs> Cough. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's definitely a thing, I think. You know, you offer free delivery. Hang on. It's just another, it just sweetens it, doesn't it? Sorry, it's my legs are squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tightness of my joints. Sorry, that's meant to be me. There's there's stories. There's there's stories about um, how I'm so tight that I once dropped a fifty pence piece. I bent down to pick it up and it hit me on the back of the neck. So um, <laughs> don't bend down I mean, in that kilt for God's sake. Listen, the Scottish people are well known for being tight. There's a nasty rumor going around that copper wire was invented by two Scotsmen fighting over a penny. Oh so. dear. Um, yes, please don't bend down in that kilt, please. So, please. speaking of kilts, yes. So, I've got to get this this out of the way. So, I did a video. Uh, I filmed it last night. Uh, I say I filmed it. Actually, it was Natalie that did the filming. So, uh, props to her for for getting it uh, right. She did a good job, actually. Uh, 
where I was wearing my kilt, I had the full, practically the full kilt gear on. Not quite a hundred percent, not fully authentic, but I wasn't really worried about that. Thank, thank the Lord. Uh, basically, <laughs> no, mate, I was roasting. There's twelve yards of material in a kilt. They are not cool things to wear. They're actually really hot. Um, so basically, the idea behind this was that uh, the Grand Tour, you know, the the three former Top Gear presenters, Clarkson, Hammond, and May. They've got a special coming out where they travelled into Scotland with some American cars, and it's called Lockdown. It looks brilliant uh, because looks, it was. Looks it looks really, great, really good. It really does. So they put out uh, a thing on their socials, basically asking people. They said, "Look, we don't have the budget," which is all nonsense, I'm sure. They said, "We don't have the budget to promote it, so why don't you guys make promo videos for us, tag us in it, things like that." So all the, the, the criteria was was that it had to be something ideally Scottish. It had to have a wheel in it of some sort. And then, you know, go ahead and tag and see what comes up. So I spoke to Natalie uh, two nights ago about this when I, when I read it. I was tagged in it by a, a mutual friend of ours. And I told her and she says, well, what are you waiting for? We need to do this. We need to jump on it. Uh, so I thought, okay, fair enough. I already have my kilt and some of the equipment. My father has the rest. Pardon? Let's do it. What? You said you have some of the equipment. You didn't... Yes, I have some. No, I don't have the full kilt. Outfit. Oh, sorry. I'm way ahead of you, mate. I mean, yeah, you, you mean, are really. Yeah. When you mentioned yeah. equipment, I thought you just had you. You know, I thought you had bits. Yeah. you had bits missing from your equipment. I are thought... you still looking at that guy's courgette? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't have everything. I own the ski- I own the kilt. I own the the flashes that go on the side of the socks, but I didn't own the rest of the stuff. So I had to borrow it. And then we took my dad's car uh, down to the edge of his own loch, and uh, and we filmed a little promo video. If you guys want to see it, head over to my Instagram. I put it on a reel there. You can check that out, or you can search on Instagram hashtag lockdown, and it may well come up. Uh, we'll see about that. I also made a video poking fun at Iron Fallout Remover Marketing, uh, where I played two parts. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just a yeah. bit daft. But honestly, it got the point across. It got across something that we had been talking about recently, about the whole using an Iron Fallout Remover on a dirty wheel just because it looks more impressive. That was the whole purpose of it. Now, I'm sure it upset a few people. Um, because you know it's it's going to annoy some of these marketing people. I'm bringing this to people's attention. What was interesting was that I was getting a lot of messages saying that's so funny. You're absolutely right. Well, if all these people know about it, why has no one actually said about it before I went out and made a video? Um, it just doesn't get talked about, and I think too many people just accept the stuff that comes from these marketing videos. Yeah, it's it's like manscaping. Nobody likes to talk about it, but they will do it. Yeah, exa- this is very true. That's exactly it. You're not going to say, by the way, I tried that new smooth my balls stuff. You should see my balls. Do you want to see my balls? No, this is not, doesn't quite go like that, does you, it? You shaved your what? <laughs> yes. Courgette. <laughs> you tried doing it upside down. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why you told me you couldn't wear a kilt anyway. You said everything was going to be on show. <laughs> I, well, yes. I mean, pe- you know, people with heart conditions, I mean, come on. <laughs> this is this is like a public service announcement. You you got to think health, health and safety. Come on, there's a, there's a lot of very very desperate women out there which, which would be very very pleased or highly offended. Uh, probably both. Yes, yeah. or sick. Um, 
sick. Um, we also have to. I, I want to give a, a we mention here a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, Civicky, previous guest on our podcast, she gave up her day job to get cracking on the shop. So she's now full time doing her shop and also the clothing brand and the new competitions page that she's setting up. So this is all really wicked. I, I wish her well. Yep. I was talking to awesome. her the other day. And it's incredible that she's turned something which started out as a side gig into her main gig. It really is incredible. And it does show that there is a space for this kind of thing in the industry. There's, It's definitely there because the shop is doing well. It's performing. And so is the merch. And now we're going to have this competitions page. So um, props to her for doing it. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, and I, I really look forward to getting her back on so we can talk more about this. She'll be joining us again as a guest host alongside us rather than just being a guest. Yeah, I can't wait for that catch up because um, that, oh, that is, looking forward that to is it. amazing stuff, isn't it? What a, really is. You go, girl. Go. All, yeah. All, oh, sure. all, absolutely. All wicked. Don't forget where you where you come from. You know. Don't forget. <clears throat> I said, don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Don't forget. <laughs> is this mic on? Don't forget where you've come from. <laughs> don't forget who gave you shout outs. Uh, my, pay, my PayPal address is pulled under them. <laughs> <laughs> Has she given you a hoodie yet? I got my hoodie, but that's because I was pestering her. Uh, no, I haven't got a hoodie. No. Okay. All right. Um, have to pester her. There's some two more. reasons I haven't got a hoodie. Um, one, I'm not fourteen. And <laughs> no, well, I actually wear hoodies. I wear my own hoodies. No, I, yeah, I haven't I'm... got a hoodie, and I'm completely disgusted. I haven't even been asked to wear a hoodie. Perhaps she doesn't, mm. doesn't do extra fat. I don't know. I, well, trust me, she does because it fits me, so it's not a problem. Uh, see, I'm getting in there first. I'm cracking the fat jokes. Shut up. Um, and the last thing, I put up a post yesterday on Instagram that two years ago yesterday, you and I actually met in the flesh at Waxstock and I was so looking forward to being able to meet up last year and it didn't happen and then this no, year has been cancelled uh, I really uh, it was funny because I was looking back at some of the pictures that I had taken and it made me think of the video and I think that video was kind of one of the things that kind of helped my brand a little bit helped push me a wee bit more into the limelight because Everyone else's video is about Waxstock, and I know you had done a few in the past. Yes, I have. But everyone yeah. else's videos were generally relatively short, you know, no more than maybe 10 minutes or so. Uh, can, I just say, uh, can I just say something about that picture? Um, yeah. I can't work out if that looks like it's the dad's day out and, <laughs> you've, took, <laughs> and you've took me out for the day, or you're kind of looking after someone who has, shall we say, some special needs. Um you know, and they're not quite with it. Um, and that's me, obviously, because um, I do need a little bit of help. Um, yes, yes, just, uh, I'm going to agree with <laughs> Yes, you do. You, you, you always need help, Paul. You, you basically look <laughs> like I've gone up to you and said, do you know where the toilets are? <laughs> I've lost my mum and dad. I don't know oh, where I am. No. I just look like a confused middle-aged middle ball bloke. But what I was shocked about that picture is, how the hell have I aged so much in two years? No, mate, you don't look any different to me. I It's me that looks different because I had a very short beard and short hair there. And now I look like I've turned into like Stig of the Dump. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things. But I'll tell you what was funny was not only were you super tall on that, but I was on my tiptoes trying to mm. climb to an equal height with you. Yeah. 
um, just because I did not realise how gargantuan you really were until we met. And I thought, this is ridiculous. He's taken the mickey. He's he's got, he's done something to himself. This is not uh, fair. Well, I actually wear deck shoes or flip-flops when I go to Waxhock for the simple reason is it just brings me down to a semi-normal height. Um, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I suppose I'm about six foot four and a half, not quite six foot five. And I'm, I dread to say it, um, I'm around 16 and a half, 17 stone. So I'm not exactly a small person. Um, I'm quite hard to miss, put it that way. Aye, that's for sure. I, it was funny because when I was looking for you at the show, you know, later on in the day after we'd spoken uh, and you'd come on camera with me, all I had to do was hold my hand to a certain height, you know, in front of me, and then just look for the tallest person in the room, put my hand at his height, and then <laughs> you were taller than them. So it was very easy to spot you. It's it's really good. You're not one of these kids that will get lost in the crowd easily. Um, I think I'm going to be used when we when we go back to Waxdog, and I really hope we do. I think I'm going to be used for one of those things that you know, you know, when you you you've got your kids with you and you send them off, and you say to them, "Look, go to the ice to the ice cream van. We'll meet you there." I'm going to be used for one of those things where they say to individuals, look, if you get lost, see that bald bloke over there, that one there, t- just touching the skylights, I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, you're like a, a marker beacon for everyone. <laughs> like a landmark that moves around. <laughs> a, human, a human lighthouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. All right, well, uh, let's get prepared right now to be able to join the Speed 6 guys. So we're talking snobbery with Adam, Jake, Richard, and also me and Paul. Uh, So we had our first half of the conversation about health and safety, a riveting subject though it is. If you've missed that already, (laughs) go ahead and check out the Speed 6 podcast that went out on Wednesday, wasn't it? No, Friday. It's got to be Friday. Yes, Friday, Friday. Yes, Friday. So um, it was a good listen, actually. I, I enjoyed listening back to it because it's weird us being guests rather than running the show, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, so a little bit different. Um, but here we are talking about snobbery now. What is it? You've mentioned that this is kind of a big deal in your community of uh, Facebook and things like that. Yes, definitely. Detailing Central, probably. I think it is the biggest detailing group on on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Jake, you're an admin of it, aren't you? Sure Hello. You yes, I am. Get to see a lot of the uh, lot of the abuse or such that goes on in there. But yeah, we it's always see it firsthand. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's not just snobbery. It's something that follows and that's belittling of mm. other people especially newbies and people don't often realize that when you start you don't know everything no you don't jump into the hobby and just be like yep i know exactly how to machine polish wet sand i know exactly what the chemicals do and everything and um i think the most notable one recently um was i think it was an older gentleman and he posted a picture of his work after he'd finished and it was just a picture of his car it was like one of those side shots you know how side shots get a lot of ridicule um, because he didn't have a light on there to show the paint condition, and he got absolutely torn apart. But, but obviously, uh, he doesn't know any better, and he's very happy with the job he achieved. And I, th- I think he ended up leaving the group, didn't he? He did. He left the group, and a, a few people from the group, most notably that Tom Humphreys from TH Detailing, um, yes. sent him quite a long-winded message 
and he was I think he was only one of the pe- one of the only people who got a reply um and he as far as I'm concerned won't rejoin the group after that because of all the hate he got him. on uh on DC I I don't think it's it's helpful in any way I mean we we mentioned this we spoke about uh, snobbery in our very first episode and so we we went through this at length but one of the things we feel is that just like driving a car we were all learners once you don't jump into a car and immediately know how to do everything but what is the point of belittling that learner i i understand we all have you know different levels of understanding of the processes and the products things like that but what good is it doing you why is it that you're taking time out of your day to deliberately make someone feel bad for their job which isn't up to your standards because these standards are subjective you know it like paul and i said we could walk down a high street and look at cars left right and center on a sunny day and they're all full of swirls and it's really rare to find one that isn't swirly. Should we then stop and leave a sticker on that person's windscreen and say, <laughs> Oi, mate, learn to pick up a polisher, eh? You know, we, that person maybe just doesn't give a toss about what the swirls and things look like on their paint. So mm. why is it that we have to then feel some people, I say we, but some people feel that they have to take that time out of their day to deliberately get on their keyboard and say, Oi, mate, by the way, your work is garbage. I don't get that. It's by, it, I think the problem is with social media, Specky, and everyone might, you might not agree with this, but it's, it's literally bullying. Mm. This is a form of, it's a very, very weak form of bullying. And the, every day is a school day. This, this industry, you know, I don't do ceramic coating. I've done ceramic coating. I've touched on it very, very briefly. We've never said we're experts. We're keen hobbyists. There's always somebody, that's, it doesn't matter how many years you've been doing something, there's always going to be someone that knows better than you. The problem is with these forums and discussion groups, I mean, I was on Detailing World years ago, and I left for the exact same reason. I was just got into detailing, and I'd done a neighbor's car, and somebody said, I can still see swells on that. I didn't really know exactly where they were looking in the picture. I removed, I think I've removed some of the pictures in any any others. I just got fed up with it and I left. And I'm not the only one to leave. I know professionals that used to be on Detailing World and they left. And it's nothing to do with the the actual forum itself. It's the people, uh, the certain, there's always a minor group of people that spoil it for the majority. It's the same old thing. Mm. And in this day and age, we shouldn't really stand for it. And if you're new to something, that's someone you've just lost. Because I did thinking, do you know what? I don't like this. I don't like the snobbery. I don't like the way people are with me. I'm just going to jack it in. I'm just going to do something else. I'm going to go and play golf instead. And it's a very sad, you know. It's it's a, it's a very very sad state of affairs when it when you get the, you know, you're the recipient of some of these comments, and it's it's quite childish to be honest with you. It, it takes seconds to do this on the keyboard, but you might wreck that person's day. That person might be having a really bad day. They might not have been feeling all that great and it we've spoke about it's a really great length haven't we about this this yeah. is a this is a form of bullying and i absolutely hate it it really winds me up i think it's really annoying we, we see it in comment sections of videos and so on every now and then but 
what's annoying is when you get into a forum, you get into a Facebook group, something like this, where you have more than one person thinking the same thing and they no longer think of it as a bullying thing. They think it's, you know, a bit of playful banter or it's it's feeding each other with the same poison. You know, it's, it seems to be one or the other. It's never very much in the way of neutral. Uh, I think from any derogatory comments that I get from my videos, things like that, it's usually accompanied by someone else chiming in with their little bit as well, saying, oh, yeah, I totally agree. Because they feel like they want they want to be validated in their opinion for that, and that oh, yeah. you, annoys you, me. You sent me one recently, didn't you, Specky? Yeah. You sent me a, a screenshot of a comment. Um, do you want me to say what it was? Uh, not, yeah, go, not, go ahead. So this individual took took my dear friend Specky to task and said, please, please, please stop making sh- videos. <laughs> now... <laughs> Wow, that you know, don't don't hold back, mate. Um, yeah. I always respond. I, I normally either respond by deleting the comment, which is, tends to be what I tend to do now. Anyway, I don't mm. bother reading negative comments. It's negativity is just no point. But normally, I if I feel a bit sarcastic, that's unusual for me. Um, I will ret- I will retaliate by saying, "Please send me a link to your channel because uh, I'd love to see it." Nothing. You never get Stop. anything back. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it. it my, stops. my reply to this guy was, thanks for watching with a laughing emoji. Because <laughs> what else the best can you re- do? That's, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the best response. You know, um, I, I understand. I can't please everybody. I'm not going to make everyone happy with the content that I make. Uh, you know, no, some I'm people, exactly the same. We I'm all exactly have our preferences. Now, someone might like watching Paul and I, but there may be some people that say, no, I hate him, and instead I'm going to watch John at Forensic. Now, that's fine. I'm not saying John, for- John at Forensic is bad, because I like John's videos. John yeah. kind of almost got me into YouTubing in a roundabout way. So I I totally get it. Everyone has their preferences. But again, this person really dislikes me that much that he has to leave a comment. <laughs> and I just, you know, I laugh at these things. They Thankfully, they are very few and far between when things like this pop up but you know again i maybe they're waiting for someone else to say yeah totally understand totally agree this guy's rubbish now if everybody said it if every comment was why are you on the platform i may want to rethink what i'm doing but for now the majority of the responses are good but what do you do in a situation like this when someone is it's not it's not just a derogatory comment I think they were taking the mickey out of me because I said at the beginning of this video, I want this, I want that, I want so This person replied, I want, I want, I want you to stop making <laughs> videos. Which I thought was kind of, I had to laugh. My first reaction was to laugh. So I'm sorry, if that was you that left that message, thanks very much, you gave me a laugh. The name wasn't Guy Conway, was it, by any chance? Guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Conway is a real account. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've had a couple of run-ins with a, uh, a very clearly fake account. And that's, that's the thing with social media, isn't it? You can just hide behind a, a blank profile picture and just comment what you like and have no consequences. Yeah, there was one guy that gave me some grief a wee while ago because of garage therapy, because I was making some garage therapy videos. I don't hide the fact. I've, I've never made it a secret that I really like garage therapy. It's one of my favorite brands on the go. Uh, and he thinks, for some reason, that I'm being paid by garage therapy to make these videos. <laughs> I've never been paid to make a single video, but this guy was like, oh, it's just got to be in and out. You're clearly in their pockets and so on. And I was like, 
okay, mate, you know, you could think that, but what good is it that one person comes out and says that and, and tries to bring the whole thing down? I don't get it. I just love that because the amount of stuff that I get sent, I must be sponsored by about 50 companies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm clearly not. I mean, can I ask the guys in this room, and we're talking about this, so can I ask you guys, since you started Speed 6, what's the main response you get? Is it positive? Thankfully. Yeah, it is, actually. We've had negative reviews, shall we call them, in the past, but yeah. we've never once hit back at them and said, oh, no, we won't accept that as a form of feedback. We've always been, right, we'll work on whatever they've said, and we've always said, thank you for your feedback. Yeah. We've never never once took it yeah. in a salty manner. We've always tried and improved from it. If someone says, oh, that you didn't do so well in this part, or oh, it's a bit boring or a bit slow-paced, or we always try and take it on board and listen to people's feedback because without people's feedback, we wouldn't be where we are today. And obviously, every day we're getting better and better. And it's all, it's every, like you said, every day is a learning day, basically. You, yeah, you every every day is a school day. Yeah, every day is a school day. And we still get feedback from the regular listeners every time we post now. They will say, I really enjoyed this episode. And they'll sort of interact and get involved with it, even though they've already listened to it. It might be a couple of days later, we might have forgotten about it. But people interact all the time. And it's great because it just shows us that people are listening. We are talking about things people want to listen and talk about. And we're not just boring people to death. But yeah, yeah. yeah typically we've, we've had a couple of negative comments. There's one from that guy, Conway, or whatever his name was, where he just called us a bunch of cretins giving metaphorical <laughs> hand jobs. <laughs> but, but at that, like, we, we knew of him in the first place. We've seen that he's had run ins and negative comments on several people's posts. And Obviously, when you're on a Facebook profile like Detail and Central, if you click on somebody's profile, you can see their interactions with that pro like that group. Mm -hmm. And every single one you clicked on, it would be them or them or him or she giving just absolute abuse to anyone on the post. And it's just crazy. It's just literally people go out of their way of their daily lives to hurl abuse at people either trying to do something or give some sort of like media for people, something something for people to listen to, even if it's like giveaways and stuff. We're always doing something for the community where where we possibly can. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, can, can I just say? I mean, I'm probably going to. I think we're all going to agree with this. We do have an amazing community. They, oh, they yeah. are yeah. a phenomenal yeah. bunch of people, and I mean, absolutely. But they, they are. I mean, Adam, you, you'll probably get lots of this. You get DMs, you, you know, and we, we've been really lucky, me and, me and Specky, to have so much support, not just on the, the channels, but doing what we're doing with the podcast, the Instagram pages, the stories and everything. And, and people generally love it. And we, we do it for several reasons. We, um, because of the, we're passionate about the, the subject and what we, what we love is our hobby. But also we do love, we feed off the feedback, if that makes sense. You, if somebody's enjoying what you're doing, keep doing it you know yeah these are a minority can i just stress this, this is a minority of people which we they'll go out their way because they're sad they've got no friends they live in the basement at the nans um <laughs> you know it is a yes. minority of people so i just want to stress that stress yeah. that to the audience yeah. we're not 
you know, we're not saying everyone's doing this. <laughs> That's it. I mean, give them the, we don't give them the limelight, do we, Specky? No, no, no. This is it. We we sometimes will we'll screenshot them, we'll send them to each other, we'll talk about them, but we won't give them the publicity that they're looking for from it. If it's no. really bad and in the it's abuse, then we can just delete the the comments and block them or whatever because we don't need that kind of negativity. What I I mean, I'm fine with people criticizing us, but give us constructive criticism if you're going to mm. criticize say why you cannot just come along and say you are rubbish that's that's fine <laughs> great okay thanks can you qualify that can you quantify it for me can you tell me why you think so and then we can look at it as you say feedback is important you you learn from your feedback you learn from your mistakes you learn from what people tell you but what they like and what they don't like and that certainly yeah. happened with Paul and I over the years on our channels. But to just come along and just say, just give up your channel, I just don't quite get that. Again, we've maybe already given that person a little bit of publicity just by, by mentioning it. But we're not saying who he is, and we're not saying congratulations to you, mate. I just laughed at him and carried on. So you've got people giving other people a hard time for the work they've done. But what about products if somebody uses a product that for example could be bought in halfords that's it you're not a proper detailer which is nonsense it is ridiculous wait a minute what would you mean a proper detailer this is what bugs me you know (laughs) someone says you're a you're you're not a proper detailer yeah what, Uh, what quantifies a proper detailer i mean you know i would not call myself a detailer i'm an enthusiast but does that mean that i can't join the detailing central uh, Facebook group as an enthusiast, I must be a proper professional detailer and must be fully uh, aware of every product and procedure and process. I think there's three main things that make a proper detailer: um, a Facebook page, a caddy van, and black nitro gloves. <laughs> you've only got you've only got two of them, haven't you, Adam? Yeah. All oh, right. No, I've got blue nitro gloves, but. But this is it, you know. Proper detailer—that's a lot of nonsense, you know. There's we, no we such talk, thing. No, we talked about this before when it comes to products. Halfords products. Halfords is a rite of passage, yeah, but over the years they've increased the the number of brands that they're they're stocking. It used to just be all your your cheap basic stuff. Nowadays, it's we've got more. We've got more Auto Glim, which I think is seeing a little bit of a resurgence in popularity. Hmm. A lot of popular products now. Autoglim make good stuff. They are they're not huge because they're rubbish. They're huge because they're good. Their products are decent. So you go in there and you're pretty much guaranteed to find the entire Autoglim range. You've got Auto Finesse. Think what you like about Auto Finesse, but it's another brand. Okay, it's a scene brand. Oh, nice. I know Paul is not a fan, but I know some people are, and that's okay. Again. It's a personal preference thing. Paul might not like it, but he's not going to go and uh, stalk you on Facebook and tell you how wrong you are. Uh, I do it on Instagram instead. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. He doesn't have Facebook. He doesn't like it. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. So that's a personal preference thing. They're bringing in, they've got the Maguire's range. They've got a few products from Carplan and things like that. That's kind of understandable. Those are your sort of stepping stone products up to the scene brands. They've got G3 Pro they're stocking now as well, which is good. Mm. They've got the new Turtle Wax ranges. So they're certainly bumping things up a little bit because I think 
the way the market as a whole is going for the enthusiasts, for people like us, there's now starting to stock things that we would want to go in there and buy. And I wouldn't have a problem going in there and buying a nine pound Maguire's bucket, you know, and and going (laughs) in there and getting a few other bits and pieces. If I'm stuck, if I really need something and I can't get it on Amazon next day delivery, I am quite happy to go down and get things from Halfords. So I don't understand why it still gets a bad name. Mm. I've always had a theory about this. And I think it's a bit sort of sort of gatekeeping kind of thing. Mm. It's almost like people in the people in the detailing community want it to be just just them and their little tight knit community. They don't want sort of the everyday person going and using some I think they would class as a detailing product, not just a car wash product. But I think what Halfers is doing at the moment is fantastic. It's making detailing a lot more accessible yeah. because the average Joe isn't going to want to go onto a purely car care online store or maybe an in-store um, like shop. They can just nip down to Halfords, have a look around. Oh, that bottle looks pretty. I'll go and have that. No, that's that's a fair point. I mean, if you think about it with, with everything that is available to you, if you were to say to someone, uh, I, I need to, like, let's, let's say someone's asking you, what do you want for your birthday? I get this one a lot. My birthday and my Christmas. What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your Christmas? I'm thinking to myself, car care products. They are, if I said I want an iron fallout remover, where are they going to go? They are not automatically going to be thinking cleanyourcar.co.uk, county detailing, and and all the others that I can't even think of, IO detail and so the on. Motor spa. The, well, never heard of it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so they're not going to be thinking about going to those places. They're going to look on Halfords for the majority of the people. Because I, I hate to say it, but we are a kind of a minority. We're this ultra geeky minority of people who like looking after their cars this is it Mm. so i think in that respect people are going to go to halfords and that's okay for that kind of thing because they don't think about buying them on they might look on amazon as well uh, and maybe get something there but amazon is the online equivalent of halfords for car care these days although to be honest half of their stuff is rubbish so that's fine i've got no problem with that but again it's this whole snobbery of it's for me it's not for you uh, I think that's a very strange thing because there's a couple of lo- mo- local motor factors in Aberdeen who have amazingly, drastically increased the number of lines of, of products that they carry, the number of brands, not just by a couple. They used to just have pretty much a mirror image of what you could find in Halfords. And now they're stocking things like Infinity Wax and Gion and Poor Boys and Chemical Guys which you think what you like about chemical guys as well. But the, the massive boost in the number of brands are carrying. So that really does reflect how the market is going. And I think more people should be aware of this. They should know about this and not be made to feel stupid about not knowing about it or perhaps not being helped to, to understand it better and instead just be belittled because they didn't know it. Yeah, I think just because sort of your next door neighbor who washes their micra with a sponge and a chamois and they use a certain product from Halfords doesn't mean it's a bad product no that's the thing um a lot of the auto glimpse stuff which is insanely popular mm-hmm. um it's popular for a reason yeah that's it i i think honestly we talked about this before if, if there were some brands some old school brands that you'd be happy to recommend to people things you haven't really seen a big deal about online lately they're not marketing them the same way 
who would you be happy to recommend? And I would be happy to say to people, Autoglim is a, still a great brand that you can get a bunch of really good products from. Yeah, I, I have a lot of respect and time for Autoglim. We've said it on the podcast quite a few times before. They don't, again, just because they're sold in Halfords, it's got the sort of negative stigma around it because my granddad, when he was able to drive, all he would wash his car with in is Autoglim. And everyone sees that as probably everyone's granddad did the same. So it's not a cool thing to use. However, the product mm, yeah. are like in in Halford size, it's Aqua Wax. In trade size, it's Express Express Wax. Depending on what what form you buy it, yeah. That spray wax from Autoglim, I I stand by it as the best one you'll ever buy. I don't think it's beatable. Uh, Richard, you've used the um, tire dressing from Autoglim, haven't you? I can't oh, remember yes, which one I, it was. I, uh, not the one in the purple one. It was the. I can't remember, the water-based the one, not one, the gel vinyl one. Vinyl and rubber care. Yeah, that's it, the vinyl and rubber care one. I've and used their sprayable instant tire dressing. It might be that. No, that's yeah. the well, that, that's the retail one, at least. That's the, this is the small bottle. Is that retail. the aerosol? Yeah. No, no, it's no. just a spray bottle. But that stuff is really good. It doesn't last long. But you don't have to do anything to it. Just spray it on and leave it, and it does look really, really good. Yeah, I used it. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, we've, we've got so many things that we go, oh, this is great because it lasts X amount of time. Does it have to? I mean, realistically, does it need to last a long time? This is something Asking that I've been big asking. questions now. Yeah. This is, this is something I'm going to have to talk about in the future about long-term protection. But that's going to get me onto another story completely. I'll end up <laughs> on a soapbox with that one, to be honest. But yeah, um, I, honestly, Autoglim, I, if anyone gives you a hard time for using it, don't let them. They're they're enhancing their own lines themselves. The the ceramic coating they've got a ceramic spray sealant, so they're they're finally joining the ranks of some of the scene brands. But this is a brand which you know when it comes to Halfords, Halfords Autoglim, stocked at Halfords, it means it's going to be for the the average Joe who's still going to be able to use it. Fine. Yes. Um, one of the things I get asked is, where can I get these products from? That is, the, you know, after a video, we tend to put links in under videos, don't we? But if you get people out the blue message you and saying, look, I really need a shampoo, I need a fallout remover, I need a pre-wash, and they don't want to use online, where are you going to send them to? It's going to be Halfords or a Motor Factors, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's a fair fair comment because to be honest. Some think... people some people don't like shopping online. Pure fact. We we've, no. we've done it for years. Not everyone loves doing it. I mean I do it pure convenience because around here there is that we have Halford stores, but um I obviously work shifts, it's easier for me to get stuff delivered. It's far easier. So the next part of the topic, the subtopic here is technique. And Adam, you've got a list here which I'm very interested in. You're saying the first thing here is death <laughs> sentence if a two-bucket method is not used. <laughs> no, I'm really keen to hear this because I've got an opposing idea of this, opposing opinion. So where does this come from? Well, a lot of the work I do isn't the whole glamorous washing Ferraris, Lamborghinis. A good majority of it is just basic valeting. And on those cars, the paint is already horrendous. So my my thinking with that is if I have a good enough pre-wash, the damage that could possibly be inflicted by just using a one-bucket method is negligible. Yeah. And it's a waste of time and a waste of water. 
Okay, I I completely agree with that uh, estimation there. I do like that, but interestingly enough, I've seen quite a few YouTubers telling people that the two bucket method is not enough. Not enough. No, not enough. Now this is this is really starting to annoy me because there's a few big YouTubers have been talking about this um, as part of the community, saying that this is not the right way to go about it because that rinse bucket that you have. As soon as you put your mitt in there, you put dirt oh in there. God. As soon as you go back to that, you're not going back to clean water anymore. You're Give going to strength. dirty water. That annoys me because the two-bucket method has for years stood as the standard for cleaning your car. If you hear of someone using a one-bucket, you want to advise them that that extra bucket is better. Now, we know, you've, you and I know, you empty your, your rinse bucket at the end of it and it's filthy water <laughs> and your wash bucket is nice and clean, which is great because if it wasn't effective, your wash bucket would also be filthy. I, I'll tell you what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to get 30 wash mitts, use it on <laughs> one panel and then bin it straight away and never use it again. Well, I, I did that a while ago. This is, this is the thing that they're recommending now is the Good. one Great. bucket multi-mitt wash. So I did this on a, a video I did a while ago, a 69 Camaro, and I wanted to make sure that I was being super safe with the paint, and I thought this is the safest way to do it rather than just going with a two-bucket. So I had one bucket full of my soapy solution. Um, one bucket was empty, and in that soapy bucket, I had about 10 wash mitts, and I used one on a, a panel or a, a section of the car, and immediately, as soon as it was washed, it was into the empty bucket. Not to be used again, it'll get washed out at the very end of it. Now, yes, that is a very safe way. It's probably safer than the two bucket. But as I, I said before, the amount of times that I've washed a car and my rinse bucket is filthy and my wash bucket is clean, surely if the rinse bucket wasn't doing enough, then my wash bucket would be dirty too. Mm. But it's I not. Think, I think the thing is, the pre-wash stage is so, so much more important yes. to get the actual abrasive, aggressive um, dirt and grime off. And then when you're going in with the shampoo, it should just be sort of a thin film of grease and God knows what that the surfactants and the shampoo will get rid of. Yeah. If I, I just, yeah, I'm a strong believer pre-wash is so much more important. And then you can be not, you don't have to like not take care with the wash stage, but you can be, you'd have to be far less, um, anal about it to you. Yeah. If if your pre-wash is good enough, and it is, I, I agree with Adam, it is it's such an important stage. I've probably mentioned this before. Um, once you've done your pre-wash, the shampoo stage is really conditioning the paint, maybe removing some of the watermarks. If you've got to start removing junk from the paint with a shampoo, I'm sorry, you've not done your pre-wash mm. very well. Yeah, that, absolutely. And... and I still use two bucket wash, but I'm gonna I'm sort of gonna put the cat amongst the pigeons here. Now I spoke to you the other day about the Mercedes, which I've posted on my Instagram, Specky. Yes. And Larry Casella, when he went, when he goes to a really really bad car, which this is pretty horrific. The pictures don't do it any justice. He's not going to use a wash mitt. He's going to use microfibers, and he's going to use a ton of these or Terry toweling towels, and he'll you won't see him using two buckets. He'll probably have a jet wash. He'll have his, you know, he'll have his trigger, short trigger uh, power washer. He'll use multiple cloths because 
it's a, this is the right up the other end of the scale because it's that bad. It's going to trash each one of those classes. He's just going to bin them after. Mm. So when it's Larry really from, sorry, I'm going to say Larry from N, um, is it ammo? Is it yeah, yeah. dry clean? Yeah. Dry, dry yeah, clean I've, I've seen him. I've seen him do that more often than using a wash mitt. Yeah, exactly. Because and that's all well of... and good if you can afford sixty-two different new wash mitts every time you wash your car. <laughs> you know, I'm a tight Scotsman here. I go to Kirk. I go to Costco and buy the Kirkland packs, and I'm going to keep those for about ten washes. <laughs> also, the thing, the... Is, the thing is, with your multi-mitt methods is you said you use 10, 10 mitts. Yeah, you'll get a comment saying, "Oh, you should have used 11. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, or, 50, or fifty. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me think of the Spinal Tap uh, film. You know, yeah, but these go to eleven. It's just that's that kind of thing. So you're never going to please everybody all the time. You go with a multi-mitt. I, I talked about it. Is it going to save you time? Whether or not you rinse out, wring out your uh, wash mitt, and then go back, wring it out, and start again, or just pick up a new one each time. Well, if you pick up a new one each time, I can tell you it's no quicker because then you've got ten wash mitts to rinse out and clean out at the end of the whole wash process. <laughs> so it's not always a time saver. Is it a bit safer? Yes. Will everyone go out and buy ten wash mitts? Probably not. Now I I bought a bulk bunch of those cheap Chinese ones uh, for I don't know they were about fifty pence each or something. They were great for that kind of thing, but it's not for everybody. I do usually, and I hate to say this, I'm sure someone's going to have have issue with this. They're going to find an issue here. I sometimes often just use one mitt for the whole car. You do what? <gasps> what? <laughs> How dare again, you? As Paul mentioned, I'm very mm. meticulous about my pre-wash stage. So I know that my car's paint is not covered in junk. It's only got the lightest, thinnest film of stuff. And I will just go top half, rinse out, bottom half, rinse out, mm. and keep going. And again, I did it today, and I didn't see any dirt in my wash bucket. Oh, I can't remember good. the last time I actually saw even in my rinse bucket. My car doesn't get overly dirty, but I honestly cannot remember the last time anything more than a slight little piece of grit was ever in my rinse bucket. But better that it's in your rinse bucket, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. It's still good to be in the rinse bucket, but if, if it's just a maintenance wash now, I have actually opted to using more buckets on my wheels than I have my paint. I'll agree with that. I've I've got two, three buckets for my wheels, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to the point now where I realise my, my pre-washes, what I'm using, are fantastic. And the methods of washing, they're just not really needed a two-bucket, especially for a maintenance wash. During the winter, obviously... It will always be a two-bucket wash because no matter how good your pre-wash is, there's always still going to be some form of film or some bit you've missed. Yeah. But when it comes to the summer, where the, the most you really come up against is a bit of dust and the odd bug. Well, I say the odd bug where I live is a bit like bug's life when you go a mile down the road. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, summertime, I, I personally don't really use a two-bucket wash method too much. I always go with a two-bucket no matter what just because I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. That's that's yeah. my uh, ethos for this kind of thing is I would rather just make sure I've done it just to be on the safe side. But here's a question to all you guys then. What would be what you would classify as the most effective pre-wash process? Do you I start personally... like do you start with a pre-rinse first or do you just go straight with a pre-wash product onto a dirty car? 
It depends on how dirty my car is. Okay. If it is absolutely filthy and I haven't washed it for like a couple of months in the winter, I'll rinse first, allow the car to drip dry roughly, and then use a pre-wash and then a snow foam. Mm. Mm. Okay, I think it does depend. And if you've, say you've got a Land Rover and it's covered in mud, obviously your pre-wash isn't oh, going to yeah. really do a lot on the, on the, <laughs> just on that. So yeah, if, if, it's, if it's properly caked in stuff, a good pre-rinse, especially if it's hot, don't go straight in with the pre-wash. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really use snow foams anymore um, for the type of jobs I do. Um, if I was looking after a very expensive car that had a coating on it, then yes, I would do pre-wash and then snow foam just because it can soak and saturate the, um, the, the dirt and grime a bit more. Um, but yeah, I'd, to be honest, just a, just a citrus pre-wash for me. And I rarely use TFRs because my citrus pre-wash is what I consider to be good enough. See, that's interesting because today I used citrus pre-wash and snow foam, but only because of the sun. It was because of the heat Mm. and the direct sunlight that I used the snow foam. If it had been a dull day, I wouldn't have bothered with it. But because of the heat, I didn't want that citrus to dry out on the paint. So I immediately, I know because there's so much heat on one side of the car, I, as soon as I sprayed my citrus on there, I just blanketed it straight away before doing the rest of the car. Just hit that whole side of the car with the snow foam just to keep it wet uh, so that I could carry on with the rest of the car. You could work a half a car at a time. You could work one side at a time or one panel at a time if you wanted to. But I just chose to put snow foam on top for that. That's another thing that I've seen people being belittled for is the snow foam is a shampoo. It's a cleaner. It's not really. Yes, okay, every now and then you'll find there is a snow foam with some better cleaning abilities, but that's that's not the main purpose of it for me. It is a soaker, a saturator, and something yeah. to stop products from drying out rather it's than ex- cleanser. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm the same. I use citrus pre-wash um, on lower parts, lower panels. I'll go around with a pump spray, then I'll, I'll blanket the car in a decent long dwelling snow foam there is an argument with this that people will use a very strong snow foam like built hamber that's going to do the cleaning for them but as we're talking about this time of year with the summer the um with the heat on the panels it's, it's better to re-moisturize your panels and so that mean go out and get a giant jar of nivea and start rubbing <laughs> it all over your audi tt that's just that's just wrong um but to i've mentioned this in the latest video i actually because the summer's working its way around I wanted something to dwell on the car and I was rehydrating the car and I ended up doing it, putting shampoo in a lance. That's another story, but that is another way of keeping your car wetter for longer and stopping those products from drying out. Mm -hmm. You won't get any watermarks either. Fair point. Uh, And this is, I think, another thing you're saying here on your list of things here, that people need to understand that there's more than one way to skin a cat. I think that's what it comes down to, <laughs> is that everyone's got the preference and what works for you, as Richard was saying, I sometimes he just uses a one bucket in the summer. Uh, yes, I now I'm going to turn a face of that. I'm going to pull a face of that one and say, really? What? Are you mental? But no, that's fine if it works for you. But again, I wouldn't go chasing him down on you know his comment section or something and say, by the way, you have absolutely no clue what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> I, I think people to be honest think too much about the wash process 
And if you don't see two buckets and uh, the what's all the rage at the moment, those noodle mitts, which I can't stand. I love hate them. them. Hate them. No, don't like them. Well, um, why? If, if you're not using two buckets, then that's that's it. You, you're not a detailer. That's it. I'm, I need to go back to this. Why do you hate noodle mitts? This is weird. Richard Absolutely. hates them more than I do, so I think he's a bit more. No. Okay, but what's wrong with a noodle mitt? We still haven't figured this out. Yes, I'd like to know oh. what's wrong with a noodle mitt as well. I have in, one made in, in my for a week. In my opinion, <laughs> they are extremely boring to use, and I also believe they don't let you take advantage of the shampoo enough. Extremely boring. So please tell yes. me a more exciting wash media. Sponge. Just sponge. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you say the S word on this podcast? <laughs> Live life on the edge. <laughs> I am yeah, interested broom. in this because I use noodle mitts on the lower parts and I use them on badges and grills because they get into the parts where my normal mitt won't get in. Yeah. That's I a fair do point. still use a noodle mitt every wash. But you but, but you find it thoroughly <laughs> underwhelming. No, I, I, I use it as a sacrifice, basically. Any areas where I feel there might be a bit of dirt that I've missed, I will use a noodle mitt just so I don't re- reuse my good mitt. Okay. <laughs> right. Adam, come on, explain yourself here. I just, uh, I don't think they glide as well on the paint, which Thank does you. sound a little bit daft, doesn't it? Yes. And if anybody who's not into car care listened to this, they'd be like, he's mental. Yeah. And I'd agree with them. But... I think I'm sure it was Maz from Garage Therapy that agreed that noodle mitts don't, as Richard said, take advantage. Don't let you take advantage of the shampoo enough. Because I just find they don't hold as much suds. Ah, well, you see, this is interesting because I have a wash, I have a noodle pad. As a, I have two noodle mitts, but I have a noodle pad, and I find I it have, to do a I better job. Exact- I have the exact same yeah, that's right, product. Paul, you have it. It's a uh, de- detailed online one. Yeah, yeah, detailed online. We were sent these, and they're wash pad, but noodle style. Now I have the cheap noodle mitts from Tesco. They're actually uh, Simonize branded ones. Yeah, and they're yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with those. Club you know, they're cheap. Price. They're four quid. They're solid. Yeah, club. Yeah, I think they're yeah. always four quid anyway. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> but uh, they're solid pieces of kit. But I have always found that they don't carry as much water. And then I got this pad from Detailed Online, and it makes a huge difference. And I was using that today with ODK Jet Shampoo. First time I've ever used it. A phenomenal shampoo, by the way. And it oh, was yes. super it's slick and gliding. Oh, it smells amazing. What a drink. And it was gliding. It was genuinely a fantastic shampoo that kept the suds going as well, which I really appreciate. But mm. I felt my mitt, I remarked to myself while I was filming, by God, this is slick. It really is a, a fantastic shampoo. So I don't see why it's n- not so good. I think when you add too much slickness in a shampoo, that can be detrimental. But, you know, to be able to engage it, I don't think I've ever washed a car with a mitt and thought, this isn't doing enough or I'm not being tickled in the right places by it. It's not tickling my fancy. I'm sure performance-wise, when you look at it, it's absolutely fine. But to be honest, I agree. With it. I just don't find it as enjoyable to use. I just they feel more cumbersome. My one gets a lot heavier than my microfiber mitt, which is just it just seems a bit of an inconvenience. I've so basically, you're a, weak a very similar pad. To, <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> that's too heavy. <laughs> I'll have to get some lighter water from somewhere. Get some of your Scottish yeah. water. Has got as many. Oh, it's in so it. soft. 
<laughs> Here we go again. You, you have the arms of a sparrow, my friend. You need to go to the. You need to go down the gym. Eat, eat, some, eat some kebabs and drink some Guinness. Eat kebabs yeah. to the pork. Oh, don't know. No, he stops One a podcast time. just to get his pot, his kebab. That's what it is. It's a good kebab, though. Uh, what's next on the list? Uh, well, we've talked about the technique. Uh, this is the final section. There's a few things in here about how the business is being run. I'm interested to see what your thinking behind this was. Well, as Jake is the main businessman, Hello. I think he's a little more, you wouldn't think it, would you? But... I honestly, no, I'm surprised. <laughs> honestly, I don't know how. I'm just, I'm not being funny. I'm just waiting for his mum to shout down and say, your tea's ready. Hey, well, that happened to you last <laughs> Turkey week. dinosaur. That was you. We are talking earlier, of course, about how uh, Weekend Legends, which is now the official term, thanks, Devon, um, they get slated quite a lot on the forums. And I think y- you see it a lot as well with um, professionals and when they post on there. I, I think there's more pressure. There's more pressure when you're a professional to post on these forums because you think, right, okay, that's it. This needs to be a perfect job that people are going to pick out anything. A grain of sand in the boot, they're going to spot it and pull me up on it. Because people do. People are weird. It's, I think one of the main criticisms in general is when people are mobile and doing something they're supposedly not meant to be doing, (laughs) which is uh, something I'm a little bit familiar with, being mobile. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't polish outdoors. You can. Uh, Not ideal, but you can. Um, You can't ceramic coat outdoors. Again, definitely don't do it if if it's an option. But you can use the, these light coatings, which cure in like an hour or something. Mm. It can be done. Probably shouldn't be done if you have the choice to do it in a unit. But it's definitely an option. And I stand by yeah. that. Not, I mean, I'll go from experience. My, my friend, Car Detailing, Boyd, I mean, Boyd's been a detailer for many, many years. He started off exactly what you just said, mobile. He yeah. was same as Gary at Pro-D, mobile. And then they get enough financial backing to get a unit. That's all very well. And you can become like a Jim White. That's the perfect world. It's not a perfect world. Not everyone has the amount of money it takes to run a unit. They are expensive things to run. You've got to have an enormous amount of work um, to back it up. And I've got massive admiration for valitors and mobile detailers. It is exceptionally hard work. I've got a fairly physical job. But nothing um, compares to the amount of cars you can do. During, if you do three cars a day, two cars a day, it is knackering. And all right, you may have a chance to do a ceramic coating, ideally in a unit with all the lights. Fantastic. If you haven't got lights, maybe get a gazebo. You yes. know, there are, yes. are some alternatives. The same thing, we're going to go right back to the beginning because this is, this is kind of like snobbery. It's snobbery, snobbery within the industry, you know. Oh, you've only got enough room to get one car in your bay. I've got enough room to get six. You know, it's all all relevant, you know. And it's such a shame because the industry is obviously vastly bigger in the US than it is in the UK. We want to get more people involved in it in the, in the UK and in that other place. What's it called? Um, Scotland. <laughs> oh, just, just you wait, you little scumbag. <laughs> and that other 
place, which is surrounded by the sea, Ireland. But Rob really, Milton Keynes. <laughs> he watches it was surrounded by the sea. That's not by the sea. <laughs> yeah. Like I've said, all we have is this fake ski slope. <laughs> yeah, but really, you know, when you've got the mobile, got it all goes back to you've got to start from somewhere, haven't you? Obviously, if you start at younger age, is better. But we're we're all learning. I mean, I I started getting into it in my early thirties, and you know, and I'm still learning. So this whole thing about you know shooting people down in flames for posting a picture and taking at the wrong angle, or you didn't do this, you didn't do that, just get a life, really. People are bored and are too picky. It's it's damaging. It's damaging to the industry, and it's also damaging to their business at the end of the day because they yeah. will be pulled. To, they will be held to account because we live. It's now you know we're in the twenty twenties for God's sake. We don't have to tolerate this crap. You know, there's no need for it. It's damaging. To make the worst, to make the best of it, the the people what do the insulting of or criticizing other people's work. 99 times out of 100, they're not professionals either. They're typically, like Jake said, weekend legends. They know Armchair detailers. Yeah, they're just armchair detailers. They know a few bits and they know that, oh, you need a direct light source to be able to tell a paint's condition. How can you, as somebody who has very little knowledge compared to a lot of people out there, try and belittle people that are starting off? Most of the time, a year ago, they were in the exact same position. That's exactly it. It was mm. going back to that guy that we were on about earlier, that um, elderly guy that was on um, DC who actually left because of the hate he was getting. This guy was, I think it was, he was mid seventies. He was seventy four yeah, or something like and that. And was actually really? like this was his first time, or you know, only recent times was giving detailing a go. You know, and the person that actually was giving the most hate had been doing it a couple of months and only a couple of months previous was asking for advice on DC of how to do various things. It's great asking things. It's great asking for help, asking for advice and everything like that. But then when you've got the bottle to go and then slate somebody else's work, when only two months ago you were asking for advice on how to do exactly what he's doing. I don't, Mm, I don't think, I don't think that, he, these people especially had the right to be doing this to this other guy it, it's so easy to sit there and and just pick at people's work when you've got no idea what condition the car was nope. in what the customer's budget was and what you were told to do that yeah ridiculous. that's one thing i've had a couple of times before is done a car and had it you know in for a single stage you know, as I mean, Adam, I don't think you've been to my current place, but Rich, you've seen the lights in the current place. They're they're bright LEDs. They show up yeah. everything. Like there's no missing a mark on a car in there. And um, around here, a lot of the people just opt for a single stage if they're going to go for machine polishing, which is common anywhere. To be fair, a single stage doesn't remove every single swirl in a car. It's it's not possible. No. I mean, it's not possible to remove every single swirl anyway, but. A single stage doesn't do that. And then you post the pictures of it and you get some know-it-all guy who or girl, whatever, who messages you know, messages your comments saying, but the paint's still got swirls in it. Yes. Do you if you get to the point like is there anything negative we could say about people who put on perhaps unrealistic things on Instagram when you get a detailer who has taken a panel taped it down the middle, done a 50-50, and the other half is 
supreme perfect like best job ever mm. of course he's doing it to show his skills but can that also be looked on negatively because you're creating an unrealistic expectation of what the rest of us could be achieving yeah but i also think that's one one thing um that's a bit a bit difficult in a way a show panel is fantastic show panels are a brilliant brilliant tool to showcase what you can do however you probably spend you could probably do like a whole side of a car in the time that you've probably spent over half a show panel because the show panel is about getting it mint you know like you said pristine perfect finish on the half very few i say customers will ever pay or want the perfect flawless finish because most people understand that the moment you drive it away again there's a risk that you might catch it on a, a bush somewhere and get a very slight swirl or you know just by t- you know opening it and you've pushed your fingers against it but yeah handing a car back with a few minor marks in it which aren't realistically going to come out is is better than trying to get it to the show panel prep show panel level because a show panel level isn't realistic you've I had a show panel for quite a long time. I spent about four hours getting half a bloody bonnet perfect. I don't spend, yeah. <laughs> I don't spend four hours on half a bonnet on a customer's car. No, it's the law of diminishing returns and detailing, isn't it? Like, uh, let's be realistic. The majority of the improvement comes from washing it. Mm. Yes. And then the single stage is going to be obviously best bang for buck, isn't it? Well, and then if it. you want to get into perfect paint, it's going to take you so much longer to improve it realistically in the grand scheme of things ever so slightly and it's going to cost them so well, much money so you can see why people go for these single stages it's just like that edition 35 golf I've, that went recently that i had in you know car was a stunning car lovely little car that has been well looked after front end and had a poor poorer respray i'd say at some point you know not not horrendous and just because it was you know 10 year old car that was subject to stone chips it came in I'd do a full front end wet flat, wet sand on it and bring it back up to new. You know, that no that was my I think that was only my first moment no, maybe my second or third, you know, full full front end wet sanding. And I was thinking while I was doing it even, I was thinking, this is how you get a car absolutely like pristine, basically. Cause there's not after I'd finished with it, there's barely a mark left. Because obviously the thing has been flatted down. But most people don't know don't even know what, what wet sanding is don't care it's shiny it's glossy that's it that's all they yeah. see and i've seen a few <laughs> posts recently where there's been oh i'm, I'm getting rid of the orange peel mm. on this car like most people don't understand what orange peel nope. is and mm. w- but as soon as they see someone trying to take it away isn't that going to make them think oh maybe i should do that mine is oh my no no my one's got orange peel this is bad they're going to tell all their friends and family i need to get the orange peel off my car people are going to say what the hell are you talking about who's been peeling oranges and leaving them on your paint <laughs> it's you know what I mean? that's what they'll think they have no idea what orange peel is you've got I, to tell them though it's only on orange colored cars <laughs> <laughs> only on a citrus color Yes, it's lime green <laughs> or a lemon yellow or a nice uh, tangerine orange. That's it. Well, Otherwise, it doesn't yeah. exist. But though this is it. You've got you've got that. I I think do these detailers that post on these social platforms and so on when they're doing things like that, should they be making people aware that look, this is not what you should be expecting as an average Joe, mm. 
do they have some sort of responsibility to do that? Or is it okay for them to just say, I, here's a panel, here's a back door of a caddy, and one door has had the orange peel removed and the reflection is mirror, and then the other one here gets all the orange peel. Because already there's a sort of negative stigma for that other panel. Oh, no, that doesn't look as good. But five minutes ago, when you saw it beforehand, you thought it looked fantastic. Mm. <clears throat> I think we were, talk- we were talking about this in a previous podcast, Becky, weren't we? Yeah. About expect- expectations, levels, and it simply boils down to money because time is money. If you're prepared to pay someone to do a 30-hour paint correction, you're going to expect a very, very good level of clarity in your clear coat to show your fantastic paint job. Now, most people, and I you know, I think Jake will probably agree with me, and, and Adam, if you're doing vehicles, the, the wash process, a decent pre-wash and a decent wash, this has happened to me, the BMW the other week, the first thing he said was, he says, it looks new already. And all I'd done was a decent wash, yeah. pre-wash and wash. And then he said about polishing it. Now, I didn't actually polish that car. I just put some protection on it. Just so happens the products I'm using are very, very super glossy. When we come down to things like being accountable and have some sort of responsibility, I think when you put posts up, which show these flawless panels, you have to put on there on that sort of post, explain that this is the highest level. But in the next post, or maybe on the same post, put this is a single stage. This is the difference. And then people will go, ah, that's a single stage. Oh, now I know what it is. Because you've had it on your videos as well. I mean, I've had it as as well. People say, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Because it wasn't in the price. I got paid 90 quid. I got paid 70 quid for that car or whatever. I didn't get paid 300 quid to do this, this, and this. I think it's a misunderstanding in terminology in the process as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And a lot of these unit-based detailers, or well, maybe not a lot of them, but some of them, they they don't think you can make a car look 10 times better in a day when you absolutely can. Yeah. You can make a car look 10 times better by just washing it. Make a car look 10 times better it's... in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can actually bodge everything, but I can make the metro look better in five seconds. I park it around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, I was washing Natalie's car today, and it was really needing it. And just after a wash, already it did look better. And as Adam said, it is diminishing returns. The more you put into it, the less percentage you increase the look of that car by. So yeah. a simple two bucket wash a pre-wash things like that and you wash it over it looks great at the end of it it's not enough for a lot of us we need more but as paul said you need something like a 30 hour polish and paint correction to get it the way it is you watch someone like jim white for example when he's got his videos and he puts in you know he, he doesn't get in multiple cars a week he'll probably have one car for at least a week and the job that he does, the work that he does, is incredible. But there has to be that level of understanding that this is not easily achievable. This is not a quick turnaround thing. And this is not the kind of thing you can expect to get. What bothers me, again, going back to the whole purpose of this, is that someone wants just a single stage enhancement. And they're still going to be belittled for that. Mm-hmm. make it look shiny is the most common yeah. thing i get yes. asked 
<laughs> make it look shiny and can you put some protection on it the mercedes which is going to be two stroke two and a half maybe three days it, i've got my work cut out i know what's going to be involved i asked him what do you want what do you want from this what do you want me to do and he said i just want it to look better i want it to look shiny can you do it because it is flat as a billiard table and i said well i'll see what i can do so my plan is to go and do a test panel next week shoot that video put it in the in some somewhere in the, in the back of the, the vault to a series of videos on the same car and then gradually show the process because yeah. i think it'd be better for the channel anyway but i'm i'm going to be realistic about it you know there's no point in me going i am going to make that car you know concourse condition because it's an old car and i know what's involved with the time scale and the price the price is relative to the amount of time i'm going to spend on that vehicle yeah i think so there's, there's one other thing i want to touch on quickly that a lot of people do get belittled for yeah and that is not charging enough people have in their mindset that uh, detailers should be making god knows how many pounds 50 pounds an hour 40 pounds an hour and i think that's a little bit ridiculous to tell people that they're undercharging some people will be definitely will be but you've got to realize different locations the the clientele um is, is different and and they're going to expect more for less money that's just how it goes in certain areas yeah but i think to tell people they should always be earning 50 pounds an hour i think that's ridiculous yeah i think i mean people do need to know their value but at the same time for something like a basic valet you're not really providing much value i see it more on the american side of socials when it comes to pricing and stuff um usually it's typically around the post and someone say how much would you charge for this and don't get me wrong you see it in the uk as well Mm. but you'll see something stupid like oh it'd be like a really messy like four by four truck and someone say how much would you charge for this like clean and interior clean and get it looking the best it can without like polishing and stuff and people will come back and be like oh eight hundred dollars it's just like you're absolutely mental it's not realistic i think that the issue with the pricing is that there's a it's again it's a lot of what we term willy waving. <laughs> no, there's not really another word yeah. for it. Don't get too excited. Paul loves that. Paul's one, reaction. Really. Paul absolutely loves the idea of willy waving. Paul literally jumps out of the seat. Don't worry. <clears throat> that's, going the, that's going in the Christmas. That's going in the Christmas special. That one, Specky. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen somebody jump up at so much quick. That was brilliant. Um, We'll do, we'll do a special calendar. <laughs> <laughs> December, it's Paul willy-weaving at the end. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll tell you what, you give me a great idea for some oh, merch. No, gonna, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, can, I can make those 3D. <laughs> oh, goodness. Are you taking pre-orders? Holographic. <laughs> oh, God, no. Scratch and sniff. Nobody needs oh, that. that before, do you remember the pop-up books when you was a kid? <laughs> <laughs> What what a surprise you what a surprise your grand's gonna get when she sees December. <laughs> yeah, my eye out with that. But before we got, and we're off. Before we got into this whole really waving saga, you, you see a lot of the pe- when somebody asks for what should you be charging, the you get a minority of people who come back and just go, I wouldn't touch that for less than X amount. When sometimes X yeah, amount yeah. can just be completely unreasonable, and it is literally, Paul, you're gonna to have to be sat down here, and it is literally them willy waving, 
because of, you know, look how much I charge for this. And you, you can usually tell, and half the time, they're just chatting out their ass just to make themselves look better. Because the, yeah. most recently, I can't remember what group, I actually think it was on one of the Autoglim groups or something, it wasn't on DC. Um, it was like, you know, a semi-mouldy interior. But it, it, was, it was dirty. You know, there's all the people coming back, about, about two, three hundred quid, which is what I think was a sensible amount. And you see this guy come through and he just put, I wouldn't be getting out of bed for less than 800 pound or 850 pound. <clears throat> it's like, it was a morning's work. It's, just, it's, yeah. it's things like that. It's not even, it's not even realistic. And that's, and then the moment that he started getting replies back, it was just this one person you could just tell he wanted all the attention of that post. And then anyone who belittled him or said he was ridiculous, that is when every, every other comment was getting hate from him back. Oh, you're not charging enough. You're not charging enough. So there's there's not charging enough. And then there's a realistic amount to charge. And like Adam said, location always differs. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not... It doesn't really matter what you charge. If you're happy... It comes down if if the person that's doing the work is happy with what they've taken home that day, that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. Um, you need to set standards, of course. If you're on, if you if you're doing this as a job, you need to set yourself standards. But occasionally, it's okay to to drop those. Uh, an example I've given before on one of our episodes a, f- a few weeks back, um, I was doing a wash on a coated car, so just a, two buckets this time. Don't worry, and a noodle mitt. Um, washing that. And then their parents like, oh, can you give mine a quick wash? And I was like, okay, I know what that means. Literally, after I finished washing, straight in with the bucket, obviously I discussed it with him first. Like He wasn't after a full safe wash. Super quick pre-wash, blitzed it with some mitts, towel dried, done. Literally 30 minutes, and it was like, it was 20 quid. And some people would say no to that because they, they think themselves way above that level of work. Yeah. But to be honest... If it's just going to take you another thirty minutes for twenty quid, why would yeah, you do it's, it? Well, this is it. But surely, now I, I'm not in this business at all. I don't do this kind of work for money at all. Surely, telling someone how much you're going to charge for something and actually seeing the job are are two different things. Because someone could say, "Look, I've got a Mercedes here, and it needs a washer. I want it to make it look shiny." And you say, sure thing, 25 quid, 30 quid, whatever, if you're a valeter. And you get there, and it's got 40 years worth of mold growing and algae <laughs> and moss growing everywhere. And it's clarted in mud, and it's got tar everywhere. Surely you're going to look at that and then say, that's not a 25 quid job, by the way, mate. But you've I've already done, stated I've, a price. I've, yeah, I've done this. Always go and look. I think this is it. Is it you if know, you can. Someone is saying, how much would you charge for this? I charge this for that. But surely the job cannot be truthfully priced until you actually see what is involved. I could say to someone, I'm quite happy to assemble your flat pack IKEA furniture for you for 20 quid, but it turns out that they've got stuff that is going to some sort of children's home and they need 400 beds made up. <laughs> I've already had just given them a price. That's <laughs> not going to work. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, you there's a lot of, as you say, there's some willy-waving, oh, this is, means this. But that doesn't actually mean anything until you get to see what kind of work no. you're actually doing. 
I think a lot of it is is as well. It doesn't matter what what kind of job you're doing. Like our prices, what I what I charge out to a customer is I can be it can be anything from a twenty five quid wash up to thousands and thousands of pounds because at any point the work is still the work. It's still it's still it's still money coming into the into the account. And I don't think it really matters what job you're doing and charging for that job, whether it is a 25 quid maintenance wash or a 2,000 pound multi-stage and coating. Yeah. Mm. As, as Richard said a couple of times before in, in different circumstances, 20 quid is 20 quid. Yes. So, I don't know. think people have been on a low enough wage to appreciate 20 quid when they say they wouldn't do it for 20 oh, quid. All right. Well, I think we've covered all then that we need to uh, cover from this uh, list. Thank you very much for uh, writing it up. It's um, much better than the notes that I normally put together with Paul. Usually, Is it? it's uh, oh, definitely. It's usually about oh, six words of things that we're going to talk about, and then insert Paul joke here or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually the way it works. Um, but listen, thank you very much, guys, for uh, coming and joining us. We've really enjoyed doing this little bit of a collaboration. It's and, brilliant. Uh, it is. It's brilliant. It's something different, isn't it? That yeah. It's, it's interesting that getting your perspective on this is different to ours because we've got you guys in the business as well. You know, some of you are doing this for money. Um, whereas Paul and I, Paul kind of does it for money. I just do it for the YouTube fun. So we've all got really differing perspectives on all of these things, these topics, and it's really great to be able to share it all. And so Paul likes guys. offering other things for money as well. <sighs> well, yeah, I do actually. Yes, the Willy um, Waving session. Willy Waving is his newest venture. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hashtag Willy Waving. That the is Paul right Willy up there with my Christmas card um, banners. Can you Fantastic. Just, can you uh, can skip I just, me this year, please? <laughs> can I just say thanks to everyone at Speed 6, and uh, we will oh. no doubt rejoin you at it's some stage in, uh, later on if you'll have us back on. And uh, I do apologize for the technical issues with my um, steam-powered, coal-powered coal internet. I don't know what's happening this week with the internet. Well, if you guys want to listen to the first half of this conversation, make sure you head over to the Speed 6 podcast and listen to Paul and I chatting over there. Uh, I tell you, the podcast is usually starts out pretty good, but goes up a massive way as soon as we come on. So I'd just like to point that out, by the way. Thanks. Okay. This is my podcast. I get to say what we want. Uh, so <laughs> but listen, if, if any of you guys have come across here from being regular listeners to Speed 6, welcome. Hope you guys stick around for more and uh, same for our regular listeners head over there give them a listen see what you think don't belittle them okay let's let's just be nice Bring let's it all on. be <laughs> let's all i'm trying to be nice here you're, <laughs> you're coming up with a fighting talk <laughs> uh thanks very much everyone for listening we will catch up with you guys in the next episode of the podcast no idea what it's going to be yet but we'll figure something out soon We'll that catch sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it? It's like it's just one of these things that happens. It's a rite of passage. Don't know what the next one is. We'll figure it out by then. It's been a pleasure. An Thank you very much, start. guys. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds about right for me. All right. That's all for now. Take care, everyone. You, we'll see you next time. See ya. Cheers. Thank you very much. Bye.